This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On the road and back in the wind column. Ooh. All right. The adrenaline coursing through our veins. There you have it, Joe Davis. On the call, Houston Astros. Here they come. Here they come. They're not going down quietly. Now down 2-1 in the Rangers after winning game three, beating Max Scherzer. So there you go. And now we have some another another great day of baseball. Phillies and Diamondbacks are back in Arizona. We'll see what that crowd's like. And of course, big, big game. Big game four of that the American League Championship Series. Well, speaking of big things, number one, baseball's and boring. Huge. Huge. At BB isn't boring. At BB isn't boring. It's a Twitter account, social account, Instagram account, the whole works. Also, thank you to FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash boring. As I sit here in just a mere matter of hours, I'm going to catch up with our gambling expert, Jonathan Papelbon, who has placed a bet in the middle of the season on the Philadelphia Phillies that if the Phillies win the World Series, he wins $150,000. That's crazy. That's national news. And you know what? Right now, you have to think that they're the favorites. But we'll see. Well, all right. We have the playoffs going on. We have all that excitement. But we also, it is of the utmost importance that at this time of year, with the regular season ending, with only a few teams left, and with the Dodgers out, we have to check in with the Godfather. Yep. The guy who spawned the baseball isn't boring movement, Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly's back. We sit down with Joe Kelly. We, by we, I mean me. Sitting down with Joe Kelly to talk about a lot of things. A lot of things. And you know how it goes with Joe. How it goes with Joe is it's always entertaining. Yep, and this is no exception. We talk about his potential retirement. We talk about his potential free agency. We talk about life in the bullpen, about being heckled. We talk about how the heck he's throwing the ball so well. We talk about what happened to the Dodgers. We talk about 
what happened when Dave Roberts took the ball from him in his last appearance of the year, why he was smiling, why he was grimacing or smiling, whatever it was. We talk about all that. We talk about all that and much, much more. It's another great appearance by the guy who was the first guest ever on the Baseballs and Boring podcast and the guy who, like we said, gave birth to the movement. Here you go, Joe Kelly. All right. Congratulations, Joe. You made it through a season. Barely, bro. A couple of aisle stands. A couple of uh, conversations of my wife talking me off the ledge if I was going to keep playing or not. Really? No, nah, I wasn't that bad, but it was, it was like, I'm not going to the field. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, you, you knew coming in that it was going to be a weird year because you never had a year where you wrote a book before. But it was yeah. had to forget that. Is, that aside, it must have been the most bizarre year you've ever had, right? Correct. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a. It was a busy year. That's for sure. Had yeah. a baby, book, got traded. It was pretty pretty wild. Mir- you had a mural. You had a mural. A, you had a, a fake background. You got a fake background. You have it a house. So real- <laughs> it literally looks like someone painted a a background in back of you. <laughs> it's creepy. It kind of is creepy. It's it's the backup. It kind of is creepy. The um, well, listen, congratulations. Last I saw you, everybody was celebrating you at Dodger Stadium. Mural, bobblehead night. That's right. That was the last time we saw each other. Yeah, yeah. I thought, Joe, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought I'd see you again. I thought I'd see you again. Yeah. Well. (laughs) You get to do the playoffs still. We don't. So now I'm now I'm outside watching Knox just jerk around, not do his homework. So that's fun. I'm doing my homework. <laughs> what uh, what um, yeah. So as you sit here, like, what's it feel like? Does it feel like like can, are you, can you say holy mackerel? Like that was a bizarre year, or are you just like this? Let me sleep. Let me take care of the kids. Let me let me help Knox with this homework. Like, can you can you actually like soak in what you went through? Because I think I'm saying asking that because I think there's another book in your here. There's another what? There's another book. <laughs> there's another, another book. There's another book in you for this this year alone. Holy yeah. mackerel! No, after I got traded, I felt like everything was pretty normal. Like, it doesn't even feel like the season started or ended. It feels like you know. Every single day, I was kind of doing the same thing, and I would just have to drive to the park and you know pitch in a baseball game. Um, but since I've been home in California, everything's kind of been a lot better. You know, everyday life is a lot easier on you know the whole family. Um, but you know, after I got traded, it was kind of you know the new normal of being back home and, and enjoying that. Uh, and then I was like, oh crap, I got I got to get on the road. I got to go to Dodger Stadium. You know, we have a game, or hey, we got a playoff game. Um, so it was, uh, it's definitely fun. It's something that's going to be big for me next year. Uh, you know, whether or not the Dodgers do pick up an option. Um, yeah. Are they going to pick gonna... up your option? What's your vibe? No I mean, I would, if I was the owner, <laughs> who wouldn't want to sign Joe Kelly? You know what I mean? I, I mean, no, I, was... I want to I play close to home. So, you know, if it's not the Dodgers, you know, it's going to be local teams, you know, Angels or Diamondbacks or Padres or, you know, anywhere close to home because I'm not going to be 
I'm not going to be going anywhere, anywhere far away from my family. You know, Chicago was, was, was fun, but you know, four children and, and Knox, you know, now playing tra his travel ball team and, you know, Knox being in school and, you know, I want him to be normal and have a normal life with all his friends. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to have him pick up and leave again. You know what I mean? So, um, it's going to be one of those things where, like I said, it's going to be somewhere local. Um, and if it's the local teams that don't want me, you know, that is a good, good, good showing of, you know, that the rest of the league probably wouldn't want me. You know what I mean? So, uh, I've, I've been, at, I've been at this point in my career where, you know, I've done pretty much, you know, as much as I wanted to accomplish in the game. Uh, you know, I want to keep playing as, as, as much as, you know, my family allows me to. And, uh, I joke around with, with the team and the guys, you know, all the time where it was like, well, if we won the World Series this year, I definitely was like 100% retiring. <laughs> but uh, you, said you can't that retire. You know, I, I kind of yeah, I kind of wanted to go out on my own um, and be the only guy in the history of the game to be a retired that could still throw 101. So I thought that would have been kind of interesting. <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about. I mean, like, so at the but end. But that'd be fun. Like, people would be so upset. Like, you could throw 101. I'm like, yeah, I retired. Like, that's, that's pimp. That's kind of sick. Yeah, you could you could go to the fair and win, win a lot of guys. I can't wait to dominate. You know, usually guys dominate like Sunday league when they're done playing baseball, but they're throwing like eighty five tops. I'm gonna be ripping one hundred and one still. <laughs> but but seriously, like so, that's the thing is that the way that you ended. Listen, I mean, I, I I'm no geography major, but I do yeah. know there's 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 certain the teams that you mentioned. I would imagine if if you have your guys go to those teams and say, "Hey, I throw 101. Hey, I'm really good. I don't know if you saw that I was really good at the end of the season." Yeah. That one of the, one of those I mean, you can say, "Well, nobody wants one of those teams are going to want you." Yeah, I mean, it's got to be worth it. You know, I'm not going to I mean, I could every team would let me play for free, right? I mean, or let me play for whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? But like it's got to be worth it. Like, if it's not worth it, then I'd rather just stay at home. You know what I mean? Like, I I have – I want it to be a team that's, you know, obviously competitive, you know, a team that is trying to win. Um, you know, it's not like I'm only – I'm not searching just for money because I'm set. I don't have to work anymore. You know what I mean? Um, but it's got to definitely be worth it. And, and the way that I see, like, you know, I came out of the Dodgers and I was a little banged up and, you know, they were like, hey, let's be smart we're going to win the division. So let's just give you time off and get it strong. And I was like, cool. And, you know, it, it, it helps. Like I could have came back a lot sooner, but we didn't obviously need it. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like I threw the ball well for them. I mean, I think, uh, I think this is my best year statistically ever. You know, I said that last year about the peripherals and I think this one's even better, you know? Um, and then I went over the Dodgers and we kind of simplified my repertoire and, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I went with, two pitches predominantly and and if i got in trouble or you know if i got the long ab uh we would kind of switch and go to, to multiple pitches but you know my strikeouts went up you know uh you know slug velo i mean this is the hardest velo i mean i'm 35 and my average velo i broke my average velo over like 2017 i think i think it was like 99.1 and i averaged this year like 99.2 so it was it's all all good positive signs but it's ultimately up to, you know, if I'm, I mentally want to do it again or, you know, I enjoy being, you know, coach and helping travel. Ball and, yeah, and but man, I, I'm telling you, it's, you can say that there's no, as we, as you said, I don't know if there's anyone in the history of baseball, and maybe this is why you want to do it. Nobody in the history of baseball 
Retired throwing triple digits. Retired no, throwing not, triple digits. Nobody. Not one person. Not one person. You can't find one person. No. And no. I'd be the first. I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really think you love about it. it. You I do love it. Sounds ridiculous, it. doesn't it? Because if I, you get the 101, you're not retiring. Like that's why I think it's funny. <laughs> but what is? What is what? I edited him in. That's the Zoom background. That's not even my son. <laughs> it's fake. It's so, CGI. He was doing the Freddie Freeman dance. Is that what it was? He was Freddie yeah. dance viral. We do it on our our, our travel team. The, the team oh, do you? On. Oh, the one yeah. who was like like seven major leaguers. So, all right, serves as the coach. No, no, that's the Scott Sullivan. That's the Scott Sullivan. Oh, oh, okay. I got yeah, you. We're here in California. I got we're you. We're in California. Rental house. Yeah. It looks like a green screen, bro. It does. It's a fake background. It's not fake. It's real. Look at it. <laughs> the, uh, by the way, uh, well, I was going to say, like, I had Brock Holt on the podcast the other day, and he was wearing a, 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 a T-shirt. It's real. Like, he just ran back there. <laughs> there, he is. there he is. He's locked into his homework, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's. Bro, he's got four problems since we started, and he's on the fourth final. That's listen. Baseball's been boring. That is best for pro- homework procrastination. Um, yeah. Rock Cole was on the podcast, so he was wearing. Uh... <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, he was wearing a T-shirt for the entire podcast with your wife's face on it. Yes, he still has it. He loves it. I know. I know. He was putting his name in the in the ring for the Red Sox GM, um, but uh, hey, I, maybe for Brock to do it, we can split time. There, there you I go. Good, I think I can do a pretty good job. What? So, uh, but you actually, I go to the like when you, you were drawn back, and you said you told me you felt better at the end than you had. Like, why? What was that? Just my rest? elbow. Just yeah, rest. My body started feeling better. The strength came back. You know, inflammation went away. Uh, you know, everything felt better, even into the playoffs. You know what I mean? I was still doing my job and still doing it better than I ever have. Um, you know, I give a lot of credit to to the Dodgers in uh, one person in particular who is, you know, Jonathan Herb. And he's one of my favorite human beings that I've known, but he's also, like, one of the best PTs, you know, in the business. Um, his knowledge and, and, and stuff and, you know, the way that he had, he addressed, you know, my problem after we saw, you know, a doctor, uh, the way he addressed my problem and kind of went through rehab and, and kind of slow play and, and make sure we have everything dialed in because we knew we were going to the playoffs, right? It just was kind of a right. short-lived trip. Like, you know, I got traded to, you know, pitch, but obviously, you know, from the postseason. Uh, that was ultimately why, you know, a guy like myself got traded over, you know, to Dodgers. But, you know, I think so with that time frame we had in line, uh, it kind of all matched up with – you know, the way we were going to finish the regular season, you know, map out the outings a little bit and then go from there. Um, but yeah, they did a great job. John, Jonathan Earp was awesome. Dave Bone and he, you know, he uh, was with me every single day. And, you know, that's one of the main reasons I would love to, you know, go back to the Dodgers. Um, obviously, the ball's in their court. They have they have an option, um, you know, team option. Yeah, but the way that you pitched, man, like, I'm not just saying this. I think it's man, a bargain. I, it's not that. That's, I mean, that's what that's 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 the market value for for guys that do what I do, and and as right, long as it, right, yes. Or what I do, they say they don't pick it up. Say no one picks it up. I'm, I'm I want to take a page out of Rich Hill's notebook, uh, but I don't. But I don't think it's very reasonable for for Rich to do it. But I like what he says where he wants to play half the year. Oh, half the year. Only, 
Yeah, but I think uh, I have a little bit more pull on that. Like, I, like, you know, Rich, not to not to be like, hey, I don't know if teams are running. By the that. way. But um, I think my performance half the year might be a little better. Well, I'll say this. You guys share the same agency, the same agents. Mm-hmm. And um, Rich had, had revealed that plan to me. Yeah, I think it's and, a great plan for me. Yeah, yeah except um, it wasn't too long after that where I think the uh, – the agent said, "Ah, Rich, you might not want to say that." Yeah, right. <laughs> no. I think it's amazing. No, I think I, he might. Maybe he'll do it this time. It's you can do it. Yeah, he should. Oh, I could easily do it. I mean, if you were like, "Hey, do you want Joe Kelly for forty straight innings, like healthy? Like he'll give you all he has for forty innings." We'd be like, "Absolutely," and then you don't have to pay me half. But you, you, you're saying all this. Like, I don't know how much. I. I don't know. Like your family's a big family, so obviously you want to be around your family. But like, yeah, how yeah. much like when it gets closer to baseball, you know, it doesn't so, change. It doesn't. No. All you right. know my person. It doesn't change. Yeah, I don't know. I just want to. I just want to go out and win. Like I don't want to waste my time not winning. You know, I had a miserable time not winning in Chicago. Like I don't want to waste half of my life for a year or however long it is. You know, to just. Blues to get your ass kicked every day. You know what I mean? Like, that's not fun. I'd rather just sit at home. Give me the moment, because I know there was a moment, and you've never told me there was a moment, but I'm going to guess there was a moment where where you turned to Ashley and you said, I'm retiring. I've joked about it a million times. Now, give me the and, most serious moment. Uh, You'd have to ask her. There's okay. been multiple serious moments where I'm like, She's like, no, I don't want you to do it yet. Like, we'll always like get in like some kind of argument. I'm like, well, I'm not playing, so it's fine. She's like, no, don't do it yet. The kids want to see you play. I'm like, well, I'm done. Like messing around, but like kind of serious. So it just depends. I mean, don't retire. Knox always tells me don't retire. Don't retire. Yeah, Knox doesn't want you to retire. Are you kidding me, Knox? You he's get like all that free stuff. It's like, yeah, he's like, hey, my my dad plays baseball. Yeah, well, I would too. My dad played yeah, baseball. So- I mean, not at Knox. Not every kid gets to run out in the field and jump into the pitcher's arms. I mean, let's go, right? <laughs> Your homework. Uh, did you ever almost retire in the middle of this year? Uh, no, you. Would, I wouldn't have been able to retire. They would probably restrict this to me. Oh, there's been thoughts, yeah. But I, I never was. Yeah. Yeah, I never had anything. Because I know, like, you know, like, when you're running off the mound to change your groin, your groin uh, girdle, and, oh, God. and, and, I mean, you had, <laughs> dude, the Dodgers thought I was trying to put on sticky stuff. Oh, that's what they said when they saw you. So, yeah, like, people, go, like, go, go put on, some, like, go put on some, like, uh, sticky stuff. I was like, bro, I played with you, my, I played with you three years now, like, you know I don't use sticky stuff. I have a two-seamer. Like, that would be like, what do you call it? It would be like a negative effect because two-seamer, you want no spin, right? You want no spin to make it move. Right. Like, why would I use, why would I use stick on a two-seamer? It's, and by the way, so in case people don't know, that was a game. It was it was the night we went out to dinner. And yeah. it was, what is that, June. June, you pitched against the Red Sox. You sprinted off the mound. Nobody knew what you were doing, and you were changing like the harness for your groin or whatever. And the best, yeah, thing, I, I, the best part about that was 
I was doing the broadcast that day. Cora was just laughing. Cora was like, I have to go out there and talk shit, like, to stick up for my team. But he knew I was like, I wasn't like, he knew it was a serious thing. You know yeah. I mean? the, the best part was, and the, after you came out, so no one knew what was going on. Like, it was bizarre, right? But Yeah, so, but I came out, and t- I talked to the umpire behind, you know? Yeah, but still, no one knew. Like, everyone's looking at So I'm on the broadcast, and... I, I I broke the story because you texted me in the middle in the middle of the game. I said, "Why did you? Uh, what happened?" So it's yeah, yeah, and I said I had to take off my uh, brace. My wrap. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was comfortable and like I was like, "Hey, can I go change this thing like off my uniform and say umpire like my groin?" And he was like, "Is it is it like medical?" I said, "Well, yeah, I have I have a full groin and I have I have this really." taped up and wrapped and he's like yeah you can and so i looked down and i was about to take off my like look down like real quick and i was like oh i'm on the field and i was like all right i'll be right back and so i had to like jog off the yeah. field because i couldn't <laughs> up there i almost like, did like not thinking it was, it was, that, so that was I, ran, a, I ran to the bathroom and just unwrapped it as fast as i could and then came back out that's that's chapter five in a damn near perfect game too that's a great moment <laughs> uh, i thought i talked to um your guy uh, at Burger with the Marlins, yeah. and um, we speaking of you just reminded me about weeks. I said last time I saw you, you were out to eat. We were, we were same eating night. same night, and I broached the uh, the fake paying for the check with him, like yeah. what he what he would do. He had a good one. What he did he says? Pretend like you can't that that you can't get the wallet out of your pocket, like your <laughs> pants are too tight. <laughs> Come on, Berg. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but so anyway, so you're you you made it through the season. You, you, congratulations with that. Honestly, it's it was, uh, it was a it was a wild ride. I know that you know it was a wild ride that you know you could even let on, but it was crazy year. And but you know the fact that you've landed here, I assume that you can lift your arm and. You feel good. You're throwing 101. Uh, can you? Oh, yeah. By the way, can you tell? Can you tell the uh, celebration story now? What celebration story? About the the t-shirt. Remember, we were talking about. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field, and then I. Uh... I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to the Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Post about uh, champagne celebrations. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. going to out me in front of all friends? Well, well, like, it doesn't matter now, does it? Yeah, we're not getting sprayed. What? Well, I mean, I guess we're not getting sprayed anymore. Right. I mean, so what was that for? The division? Division. Yeah, we won the division. We celebrated. Uh, I guess uh, it's always fun to celebrate, but like, I, uh, unless you haven't read my book, people would know, but so I don't, I don't, uh, obviously I'm sober. I don't drink or I don't smoke or I don't do anything. 
I'm a completely sober guy. That's probably why I'm so I pitch so angry because you know I have no vices to like go relax after the game. I just have all this built up anger. Um, I probably need to figure out something to do with that. The anger should probably talk to somebody. Uh, but no, so I I was in like a weird mood and you know I was like, all right, I'm all fine to celebrate. And so I usually stay in the back. Um, so when we pop bottles, I pop the bottle and I spray and I get out of there. So I sprayed and got out of there, right? And I went to the clubhouse kitchen where I could be safe. And I was like, man, I'm hungry. So I'm going to grab these two slices of pizza. And so I was like, man, if someone catches me not celebrating eating this pizza, I'm going to be a deep shit. Like, I'm going to get crushed. So I didn't have an ounce of liquid on my body, not one. <laughs> and so I was like, what can I do? And I saw the kitchen sink right there next to the pizza, right? And so I was like, oh, this is brilliant. This is a brilliant idea. So I, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. So I took off my hat. Finished one slice of pizza, put it down, and I was like, I started. Ta- I took off my shirt. I was like, I'm taking off my shirt. I took off my shirt, the division, the division winning shirt, right? Um, I put it in the sink, and then I turned both faucets on, hot and cold, because I didn't want a cold T-shirt. So I made it like kind of lukewarm, right? Started wringing out my shirt, put it in there, turned the sink off, wringed it all out. The whole thing was wet, perfectly wet, right? And so then I got the shirt and I put it back on my head, and then I got water and I put it on my hair. So it looked like I got absolutely demolished with champagne, right? But I really didn't get sprayed one time. And so I finished my second slice of pizza and I go back out with the boys. And I'm like playing it up like, oh, my eyes burn. Like all this stuff. And, and I told my wife and she was like, I can't wait to tell everyone. So next time you celebrate, they crush you. Uh, so I faked getting soaked, right? It's, it's, it's brilliant. So whoever, uh, all you veterans out there, if you don't want to get soaked or sprayed in the eye, just do what I do. Your shirt. The only problem I did I ended up doing the whole thing, right? Um, I didn't get sprayed. And so I went to go change, and I looked down, and I go, my pants are completely dry, but my top's wet. Like, <laughs> if someone would have noticed the discrepancy of wetness to dryness, they'd have been like, how's that possible? I don't think they would have thought, like, I faked got wet, right? But still, I knew going, like, damn. I, next time I should, like, pour water on my pants or something, too, to, like, up the ante a little bit to make it look more believable. But, yeah, so I, I got out, out scot-free, uh, without getting soaked, without getting champagne in the eye, without getting beer. Um, yeah. So it was, it was a, it was a, it was a you're, you're, play. You're revolutionizing baseball. I mean, honestly. I'm changing the, change, change the celebrations one. You one are. It's like, it's, it is. So, I, so that's this book, right? So, yes. So as we sit here last night, I was thinking of you because, I went out before the game, the Phillies game two. Yeah. And I went out to the Philly to the bullpens. Because yep. Merrill Kelly had basically said, Hey, you know, the crowd, it it's not that it's not any better than the WBC against Venezuela. So I wanted yeah. to see the Citizens Bank Park people, because I remember you talking about that, <laughs> right? The 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 Citizens Bank Park bullpen. Yep. And you told the story. You got everyone. Yeah. The should I read it? Yeah, you should read it. I love. All right, hold it on, because this is my contribution to the audio book. I remember one time in Philip. This is like what? Wow, this is so well written already. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I remember one time in Philadelphia where the fans are right on top of the visitors' bullpen, and one guy was all over one of my teammates, Heath Hembry. Heater, as we called him, is a great guy with a real dry sense of humor, but hardly possessed the kind of personality that is going to fire, fire back at hecklers. Hey, Hembry, 
You only have a few thousand followers on Instagram. My sister has more than you. You're not cool. This guy was just relentless on heater with that kind of stuff. Well, I look up and see the guy was wearing these really baggy basketball shorts. And anyone down below could see right up into him. One look at his wardrobe and I knew exactly what I was going to do if he kept badgering Heath. Sure enough, Heater walks out to stretch and here comes that guy again. Hey, Hembry, you're so skinny fat. Your body looks like mashed potatoes. I really <laughs> pop out and yell up with an entire collection of fans hovering. Shut the fuck up. You're body shaming my friend. Guess what? We can all see up your shorts right now, and everyone you can see, you have a real problem down below. You could not only hear the collective gasp in the stands, but it was impossible not to notice that the girl this guy was with bursting out in laughter. Everyone in a bullpen started losing it with mild-mannered Henry even mustering up. Uh, this is my favorite part. Yes, small wiener. Scored the heckler. <laughs> With uh, with who, whose reaction was just as classic as the insult itself, literally running away in shame. Last paragraph. Sometimes fans have to be reminded that that we do have the ability to listen and speak, even while wearing a big league uniform. One thing I've come to realize is those wake up calls come in all different forms and level of intensity. Very well said, very well written, and also that was of, I was thinking that was of that. Favorite. Yeah, I was thinking of that because I went out there and they were waiting for Merrill Kelly. Right. And I had never yeah. been out there. So I didn't really have a sense of, and like, yeah, holy, right on top, right. On, Cause the visitors bullpen is on top. That's the one closest yeah. to the fans. Correct. So it is. And so they're all over Mike Fetters, the bullpen coach, Brent Strom, the pitching coach, Kelly, the catcher, everybody. Yeah. And it must be. What are you doing? Hey. What are you doing, Joseph? Stay in the house. Keep it down. Oh, you're doing a podcast? Hey. You're put, not that interesting. Put that on. Mommy, that is, that a, is that Ashley? She just got home. I, I'm going to ask her when, when, when it was. I want to know when, when was the moment that, <laughs> that you said I'm retiring? I told her all the time. Hey, we haven't talked about it yet, Brad Bowe. What, what? Come over, come Mama. over here, come over. Zip it. <laughs> hey. Why are you so hard on a I still say that to your mom. Anyway, yeah. be nice. Yeah, so, so you're looking at the warm-up. So I can't, like, to not, to have people in this box of people, to, to, to hurl, you're in, like, this cage. And people are. I don't know. I, obviously, this is next level because it's playoffs. But yeah. is not. How do you? Like, I know that you fired back that time, but like, holy crap! It must be hard not to say stuff all the time. Do you just got to ignore it? Yeah, for the most part, you ignore it. Uh, I say stuff all the time, or I'm surprised I haven't been caught on camera. There's been numerous times where I'm warming up, and like, I'm like warming up. The catch is this way, right? And say the fans are behind me. So I'll be warming up and people just keep chirping me and I'll get the ball back. And then I'll go like this. I'll come set. And there's been numerous times where I've just silently just flip the bird and then throw my pitch. Boom. <laughs> flip the bird, throw my pitch. Boom. It's, it's amazing. I'm surprised it hasn't been on video. Because you know how like I'll come set and like just quick pitch? Yeah. I'll like have the ball like in my hand and I'll flip the bird and then I'll just quick pitch. Like practice my quick pitch that way. So I'll like come set, like quick pitch. Come set, quick pitch, go. It's been it's been epic. Like the guys, the guys in the bullpen have like. It's, uh, 
is Philadelphia the 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 best slash worst? Uh, no, Yankee Stadium's got a good one because they're right on top of you. Um, Toronto is really like close, right? Toronto's close now. They could get on top of you. That's a great bullpen. Um, a lot of the places are still still pretty good. Um, yeah, that's great though. You. Holy mackerel! Yeah, that's yeah no, it, it's fun. It's some it bugs a lot of people, but my personality, it's fun. I I, I could care less. Uh, but some guys get kind of rattled. Um, but if I was a fan, I do the same thing, and that's what it's there for. Listen, it's it's well executed. Um, so I nuts and bolts playoff. As we sit here taping this, the Phillies are up to nothing. Does that surprise you? Not at all. They're hot, man. Yeah, their team was all around solid. They were they were built for for the playoffs. Um, so were the Braves. The Braves didn't play good. You got matched up with the Phillies, who are obviously really really talented. Um, but yeah, I mean, all you got to do is get in now with so many teams getting in, right? Um, do you think? Do you think that like that? Everyone talks about that layoff. You guys had the layoff. Here's your chance to either say that was as a, a thing or not a thing. Uh, not for the pitchers. Pitchers love rest. Yeah, maybe for the you have to ask. Yeah, but as a team, as a whole, like so, like everyone's trying to figure out. Okay, you know, you got cold at the wrong time. Like, why did you get cold at the wrong time? Well, I think the Braves. I don't know how they finished up, but I don't think we, for the pet, like the whole month leading into the playoffs, I don't think we hit the ball. So it wasn't the layoff that did it. We just we just didn't really hit as well as we did, you know, when I first got traded over. Um, you know, guys were – some guys were doing well, some guys weren't. But as a collective unit, uh, I don't think we are, our offensive performance was as good as uh, it was, you know, when I first got traded over. And so, like, that break, uh, you know, I wouldn't say made it worse. It just – it is what it is. Like, guys um, – had chances to, to have their own bats. Like we had inter squad games we pitched against our team. Um, so they still had live ABs, right? Uh, so you don't think I like think, the five I think mentally check back in if you're not mentally tough or like, you know, if you can't just flip flip the, sw- the, the switch, so to speak, um, and just be like, well, and not realize how many days off. I think you're just fine. But like if you sit there and start thinking about it, like, man, we haven't played. Like, are we going to be rusty? Like, I could think that could uh, obviously creep into people's minds. But uh, for me, you know, I think in between outings, I pitched, you know, what? The last time I saw a real hitter was the first game in San Fran until, you know, my, you know, right. my, my first couple of innings in, in the playoffs. And that was 11 days in between outings. It, yeah. didn't, it didn't phase it didn't me. I mean, it still went out intact and did my job and, uh, you know, felt great. The rest, you know, I love rest whenever I get it. Some pitchers don't. Some pitchers like to, you know, throw bullpens or like be on top of their game or throw off the mound before the game. But for me, uh, you know, I'm the same pitcher, you know, it's not like I go on based on accuracy, right? I, I go just based on pure stuff and try to throw everything down the middle and, and let it work off uh, from there. So the, the more rest I could get without like, you know, ramping my body up to, you know, 110%, uh, the better like my mental game is going to like, Oh man, I've had, I've, I've had 30 days off. Like I can't wait to go out there and throw 103 down the middle. You know what I mean? Where other guys would be like, Oh, my mechanics going to be off. Am I going to be able to spot a, spot a change of down and away? Um, you know, other guys are like kind of, you know, meticulous about those type of things like routine and stuff like that where, you know, my routine's different every day. You know, sometimes I drop the kids off late, sometimes I pick them up, sometimes I'm late to the field, sometimes I'm not. Uh, 
so, you know, I eat this, eat something different every day. You know, I don't tie my shoes the same way. You know, I might shower two hours before the game, put my uniform on. I might shower 10 minutes. Um, so I've never been uh, a guy like, you know, superstitious where you have to do the same thing. So, um, you know, I guess if we had a, a team of, you know, whatever it's 26 guys with the same mindset, you know, it wouldn't matter. But um, I can't for sure say that it's the cause of, of not hitting, but I can for sure say that it, it doesn't help. That's for sure. Let me ask you a playoff question. Like, you watch the playoffs. Do you watch the playoffs? I don't even know. You yeah, watch we it? watch it. No. Yeah, we okay. Watch it. All right. Because Ken, Ken Lee said he's not watching the playoffs. Um, no, I watch because, you know, my kids not yeah. sure. Well, like, right. It's cool. Yeah, I'm it's not cool. understanding the game. You know, like, why turn a double play here? And, you know, because he's in center field the other day and he got a, a line drive hit hard to him and he's playing shallow. And he tried to throw the runner out at first base. And he overthrew the first base and the guy took second. And we were down, you know, one run at that time. And it was like semis. And I told him after that, and he's like, Knox, don't ever do that again. Because the next pitch was a wild pitch. The guy got on third, nobody out. Luckily, our pitcher, you know, got out of the game without giving up that run. But I was like, Knox, if that guy's on first, you just threw over through the first base and throwing it from center field, trying to throw him out. And now, guy on second, one wild pitch. Now, put it in play. Now, we're down two runs to lose the game. Um, so, I want him to learn those kind of things and be more, you know, kind of more aware of the game and, and smarter at at, at baseball knowledge yeah and you know what he could also he should listen to this podcast all, every single day and tell his friends that's how you get better <laughs> at baseball but it, the playoffs we talked about this about like how you you're i don't know if you know this you're good in the playoffs so but it makes yeah, me think yeah i know you know like we, we we've talked about this so the psychology makes you feel alive, you feel alive. <laughs> yeah, what did you, what, by the way what did you, first just just give you a month of pitching and then playoffs what did uh like what? What was it like? Um, if you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. I don't because I don't know if it's good or bad or whatever. When you came off, like you gave a smirk. What to Dave Roberts? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Dave asked me. You know, because I, I thought I had that the guy before that last out. I, I punched him out right. I threw threw a heater down the middle low, and I, I thought it was strike three. Um, and so when he came out, he was like, "Hey." that was a strike, right? And I like laughed at him. I was like, it was right down the middle. I, uh, for sure that was a strike. Um, and so that was kind of our, 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 uh, our banter. And, you know, while he's talking to me, I, I gave the ball, I think I, I think I was about to hand it, I handed it to Muncie. I was like, oh wait, here's the ball. Like, so like he asked me, he's like, cause he wanted to know where the pitch was. He's like, that was a strike. And I was like, absolutely. That was a damn strike. I threw it down the middle. And he's like, yeah, that's what I thought. So that was our, that conversation. Okay. So you hit it. So that's why he like, you just handed it to Muncie by accident. And that's yeah, why, yeah, because that's why you were smiling, like, "Oops!" That's why I was laughing. I was like, "Oh, yeah. I got to give it to you, Dave." Uh, all right, all right. So you love that, like, like you said, you you love to be alive, it, like the playoffs. Yeah, but you course. you also see, like, I say, like, I can't stop that. Uh, you also see players where they're crapping their pants, like you you said oh, you watch this. I mean, especially because I've been at Citizens Bank now for a few games during the playoffs. It's loud. Yeah, we get it. It's one of the best crowds. There's no question about it. Sure. But you can watch a game and say, that guy's crapping his pants and that, that you guy can see is. see it in their eyes right. or you can see it. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, the, and with the pinch clock, too, I think it's – no one's talking about this. There's no time – when you're crapping your pants, there's no time to basically collect yourself, right? No. Oh. So, so, so you see guys, you've seen guys crap in their pants before. Oh, all the time, yeah. It's, yeah. You either have or you don't. And that's the job of, uh, 
you know, a president or a GM or even your manager and your pitching coaches, like, you know, you want to throw the guys that, you know, aren't going to be phased by the situation. You know, sometimes you have no choice in a, in a long series where you have to throw the rest of the bullpen guys or you have to throw another starter or, you know, you have to pinch hit a guy. And um, But, yeah, it's fun. I mean, that's the only games on TV, right? There's not – not everyone else is playing. And the, the later on you get, like, there's only two games. And now that today there's only one game. And, you know, that's something that, you know, kind of sparks my interest. Like, where it's like, well, this is the only game on TV. And if I pitch, you know, everyone's going to be watching me. So, like, I'm going to thrive. Like, I'm going to go out there. I know I'm going to thrive. I know that, you know, what I did that day, you know, I was completely relaxed, you know, whether I, I mean, it was game one of the NLDS against the Diamondbacks. And, you know, I think I was the last person to show up to the field. Um, you know, I still did my, you know, dad stuff, take the kids to school, pick them up, take a little nap. Um, you know, I got in and Lanson's like, whoa, you got like 20 minutes still stretched. And I'm like, can like, okay. Like, just because it's the playoffs, like, why am I going to change? You know what I mean? Like, I know that, I know that when I get on the mound, the hitters definitely crap in their pants because number one, like, it's the playoffs. They notice that. Like, two, like, I'm I'm wild. I throw two seamers. Like, it could hit you. Like, I don't know. Um, I'm not trying to you know hurt people, but it it could absolutely just you know break a rib or end up being high and tight. Uh, so that's what that's what makes it fun for me. And you know, I'm a high adrenaline guy. You know, obviously, you, you've seen my Arizona house, the dirt bikes, and you, you've seen. The skateboards, I got two skateboards right here on the ground, uh, literally two feet away. Uh, so it's like anything to give me an adrenaline rush I like. And so playoff baseball is what uh, – playoff baseball is my drug, I guess. Like, you know, like I said, I don't drink, I don't smoke anything, I'm completely sober. Um, so playoff baseball is like me getting like a fifth of vodka and just down here. Yeah, let's party. You know what I mean? So, But you know what? I, I, thrive for. I, I told you this. But I you know I was keeping you up to date on interested teams, you know. Yeah. And they would say like that's what they say. They said like this was one of the this is one of the reasons why we want Joe, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this and is I'm one not of the reasons. I'm not giving my all during the regular season. No, no, no. But but I'm, human, but, right? I'm human. So some of those day games in the middle of June, like, you know, yeah, I might go out there. I'm not not mentally taking it off, and I'm not physically taking it off. But the sharpest might not be there. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's times, and we're all human, and it'd be stupid to say that, you know, every game you're, like, completely locked in. Um, but the playoffs, you kind of know when you're you're going you're gonna to play and you know when it's going to be your chance to. Yeah, uh, and, I, I'm ta- I'm, and I'm talking more about your ability to function than anything you're doing the regular season. You function when other guys can't function. That's my point. Because Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, let's just say a team that, that rhymes with Tampa Bay Rays. Like they wanted, you know, someone who could function, right? So, so the Flampa Bay, uh, Flampa Bay Mays. The Flampa Bay, the Flampa Bay, uh, Trevor Mays. Yeah, know. Trevor Mays. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So it's, 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 a, it's a compliment. It's a compliment to you. Um, yeah. All right. Well, it's, um, how many uh, – I gave you, like, a crap load of baseballs and boring T-shirts. I only saw you wear one. Did anyone wear those? Uh, they did, the pitchers, but they uh, – we weren't allowed to wear them in the playoffs. Oh. You can't okay. wear gear. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's like I don't – get to wear, like, team gear and stuff. All right. Well, listen <laughs> – no, I'm going to stop because Knox has to get his homework done. Yeah, he's he's done four words and four math problems in that 45 minutes. <laughs> All right. 
the last now he's baby scooters with his uh, a T-ball bat. Anything you want to ask me? What's our next adventure? Ooh. Uh, you let me stay at your house during the GM meetings. That sounds like a good adventure. Oh, uh, you gone to him? Oh, yeah. In Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Uh, you can stay there unless the, I think my dad and... I'm tight with mom. your dad. I went over and talked to him. Remember? Go ahead. Yeah, you can stay there. It's the, empty. Uh, perfect. The, um, the key, the key. I'll tell you where it's at. Don't tell me where the key. Hold on. Just I'll tell wait. you where my no. <laughs> data community and it's Arizona. No, 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 no. Don't do it. Don't do my it. Neighbors have thousands of weapons, so go ahead. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. I got cameras. All right. The um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know what our next next adventure is going to be. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, it probably has to do with. I heard that you're going to be an executive producer of a movie. You don't. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, I might have a chance to be in a movie. Yes. Oh no! I didn't even say that. Movie? Can I be in the movie? No. Are you talking no. about the one? The one that Riley sent. Oh yeah, true. That one. Yeah. Literally, all you have to do is say, "I will be an executive producer." I told him that. I know that that's it's yeah, done. Let it be said. Let, be let it be said. Let it be done. What movie are you going to be in? Yeah. Oh, um, the chip. So it's starting to go, but uh, uh, it's going to be a baseball movie that um, Tom DeLonge from Blink One Eight Two wants to make, and so we had a conversation briefly about what needs to happen and what he wants to do. Um, so. If that if that happens, I'm gonna help him out a little, little bit, Have and I think uh, a couple other guys will, will be in it. All right, I love it. That's good. Maybe. All right. So the last thing is, there's a guy on Twitter. His name is N- his name is Nit Stew. That's okay. his name. Nit Stew. Oh, so when I used to have social media, I used to know that guy. Yeah. So he he literally. He writes about stuff, but every single post has an update on you. <laughs> I love that. Just say hi to NIT. I just know, know what I'm doing. He must follow me. No, no, no. He's like he he gives like you know I, he he did whatever you do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He you're you're basically like whatever's happening in the world. It I can remember. Be say like I, there's I feel like I've talked to him a long there's time. A, there's, like, there's a war going on, and by the way, Joe Kelly did this. <laughs> so, awesome. so say hi to Nit Stu. Nit Stu, my guy, love it. Perfect, perfect. 